Welcome, all you fine, fine listeners, to another episode of Cathode Raycast, the Story Screen Presents podcast where we talk about all things television. And today, we're talking about the Disney Plus sensation that's sweeping the nation, The Mandalorian. We're most likely going to be talking a a lot about season two, but by the nature of us ridiculous people who just talk about whatever... We're clearly going to be talking about season one as well. I'm your host, Bernadette Gorman-White, and today I'm joined by three lovely people. I'm joined by Robbie Anderson. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Diana DeMiro. Hey, yo. And Mike Burge. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, listeners, if you're listening for the first time to a Story Screen Presents podcast, and especially Cathode Raycast... Uh, You should know up front, we're probably going to get into spoilers pretty soon. We don't have a spoiler-free section in Cathode Raycast anymore. We tried it at the beginning. It got weird. We really just like to dive right in. So if you haven't seen The Mandalorian yet and you want to continue listening, feel free. If you have seen it and you're ready to get into that conversation, obviously stick around. But if you haven't seen it yet and you'd like to maybe go watch the series, it's a short watch. Uh, both very enjoyable seasons, and uh, yeah, come back and join us once you're done watching. So, obviously, to you three fine people who are joining me, we're all big fans of The Mandalorian. We all oh, yeah. really like this show. Yes. Yeah, so how are yes. we feeling coming off of season two? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> me likey. Uh, I, I thought it was, I really liked it. I think when I first watched like the finale of season two, not to like jump too far ahead. I, I almost had like, like whiplash from it. Cause it was, it was just such like, Oh man, they really did that. And it took me yeah. a while to kind of like find my feelings about like, uh, whether I liked this level of fan service. Um, just cause like I've been critical of like movies and franchises, like doing fan service. And like, you know, sometimes I think generally I prefer to be, uh, surprised and delighted, not just delighted. Um, but you know, after like kind of like mulling it over for a while, I, I really, I really did like a lot of the fans. Are, I, you know, I, I really like what they did by the end of the season. I thought it was really interesting. I do have some like criticisms, or at least like um, it makes me a- apprehensive going forward. Yeah, and maybe in questions mm. as well. Um, but you know. I mean, they really fucking went for it, and you have to you gotta respect that man. Like, that's like that's the craziest shit you'll see on TV, like period. You know? Yeah, it kind of went from zero to sixty real yeah. fast. Yeah, it was <laughs> nuts. But yeah, I, I think overall, I I really I'm also I'm a sucker for Mandalorian. I have no desire to uh, even really yeah, it's critique it. Food. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. popcorn. You know, I'm like I just like it. It's good. It tastes good. I but I think prior to that last episode though. It was definitely building in momentum. Like, I know a lot of people were sort of like, oh, a couple of these episodes were really short. Or, you know, they were sort of like getting back into it. What's going to happen now that he's kind of on this mission to bring little Grogu, Baby Yoda, little the child, hey kid, that one. How do we we feel about the name Grogu? Love it, hate it, fine. It's grown on me. It's it's Grogu'd on me. It was fun to watch him say Grogu and then have have the kid be like, Rrr? you know, I think <laughs> the first time you, the first time you hear it, you're going to be like, fuck that. No, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I think no matter what, the first time you hear it said, you're just like, 
Nah. But then I think after a while, it's like, it kind of sounds like goo goo, you know, like kind of like baby hey, talk. Goo goo like, I'm like, I, <laughs> yes. I fuck with it. I mean, they all had dumb names, right? Yeah. yeah. They're all, it's yeah. all stupid. So, like, why not? Yeah. yeah I'm fine with it. Well, that. Luke's got a real name. Yeah. He <laughs> yes. has the most, like, real name. Well, I think. Rosario Dawson, too, like, just the, deli- the the delivery of the name the first time was just like, just yeah. He's Grogu. It's Grogu. It's always been Grogu. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of just like, all right, shut up, guys. It's Grogu. Yeah, get used to it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, didn't Grogu also, this time around, didn't he seem to make more noise to you? Yeah. He was like always cooing, always gurgling up to something. There's a super cut of his coos on YouTube. His coos and gurgles. And I, and I watched it. His, his eating, <laughs> eating the frog eggs. Yeah. I, when I was looking for, I made that Mandalorian video, so I had to like pull a lot of YouTube footage. And, uh, you know, people just put all the shit from the Mandalorian on YouTube, so it was actually kind of easy. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get a lot of this footage. And I was like, oh, so they just, they did it. Um, but there is a super cut <laughs> of him doing his coos and caws, and uh, I recommend it if you just ever need to feel good. Because it's great. <laughs> Sounds like some weird ASMR stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, perhaps. People could be doing it nefariously, and I wouldn't know. Yeah. So, yeah, Burge, what what were you thinking? You liked season two? You liked season one? Yeah, you liked I it as Star- a whole? I love Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's, uh, what? Me like. It, yeah. Yeah, it's I, fine. I don't like uh, Rise of Skywalker uh, is not a very, is not a very well done movie and i'll still watch it it's star wars it's star wars like they got lightsabers yeah it's fun um i've also learned recently to like not be too um severely critical of my star wars because sometimes i'll regret it like i watched the first time i saw solo i wasn't really all that hot on it i was kind of like this movie's kind of a little bit of a mess and then i watched it again six months later and i was like actually you know what this is kind of fun it's kind of fun and then the longer i get on it, i'm kind of like that's just like a good little adventure movie what what that's it's fine yeah i i maintain and i think me and robbie actually talked about this on the exclusive feed uh show (laughs) yeah when we like uh star wars and carpenter um (laughs) Every podcast we're on uh, is about a Star how, Wars podcast. Like, <laughs> like the solo movie, I think would be considered to be an amazing piece of, uh, ed- like, twenty first century populist adventure cinema. If it wasn't Star Wars, if sure. it wasn't Han Solo, that like makes if sense. it was an original story and it didn't have all this stuff that weighs it down, yeah, um, and maybe was just a little bit more, you know, because then like you don't have to be like, this is how he got his vest. And like you don't need you don't need right. to do that stuff that like doesn't make any sense that the movie kind of feels like it needs to do, and I think the thing with Mandalorian is that they kind of embrace the fan serviceiness to the point where like it doesn't even become fan service anymore. Like this is the show. This is what you're signing up for. It's it's the show where the guy looks like Boba Fett, <laughs> and he's got a baby Yoda. What do you like? That's yeah, what, yeah. Do you think, want? what do you what think do you think this what, is? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. When, like when Luke shows up at the end, what do? You, I, yeah, what did you yeah. think was going to happen <laughs> I, in this? Like, what are you? What? I didn't think my gut reaction wasn't that it was immediately going to be Luke until towards the very end of that episode. Then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's what they're doing. 
But yeah. like initially, I expected maybe some other random Jedi character to be the one coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't think they were going to well, immediately be like, Luke, done. And that's, <laughs> Robbie's got a good point that he brought up on a, a past episode where we were discussing Mandalorian and even especially in your video mm-hmm. uh, that we posted up to our YouTube channel. Check it out. Please, um, please. About like how the idea of like, you know, introducing these kind of Skywalker saga characters like makes the universe that they're building in Mandalorian and the universe of the Star Wars mythos as a whole, like kind of smaller. Yeah. But it also, it just, I, I think it, my main kind of crux on how the Mandalorian handles fan service and some of the bigger moments that it does is quite um, creative and I think realistic. Like you've got a guy named Luke Skywalker that blew up two Death Stars uh, one just as recently as five years ago or so. Yeah. And we know that he's out there. Like, all of this stuff happening, like, he would show up. Like, it's it's not like the universe is really hard to travel around. People are just bouncing back and forth all the time. They're, they're going to places constantly. And you've got someone who's, like, Force-sensitive. And Luke, as far as we know, is one of the only other in-canon four sensitive people out there. Like, I guess that's it true. It would make sense that he would yeah. know yeah. that Grogu is there. That so episode's like, yeah, preceded by him being actually, on the, the stone yeah. channeling the, it the would, force. <laughs> it would make less sense if Luke didn't show up. It'd be like, well, what's he doing? Unless he sent somebody. And they could have done it that way, right? They could have just name dropped them and be like, oh yeah, Master Skywalker sent me. Could have just yeah, been R2. Like but yeah. that, Most likely what will happen in the future unless they sure. they keep doing more DH Mark yeah. Hamill, which I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think like that's the best His thing about hair the was too perfect. is that uh, it handles fan service in like such a unique way that it kind of makes it its own. And you get something like you said, Robbie, where it's like, you know, you, you you're delighted, but not surprised, but you're still delighted. You're still just like, well, I kind of saw that coming, but like, I'm okay with it. Cause it's kind of cool. And yeah, that's the Mandalorian hour. Like that's what the TV show is every week. It's like, let's give you a little bit of this. You like those little winks. And sometimes when it's just like, uh, like a rockin' hell yeah, you're like, Oh, that was, that was a bit intense, but like, sure. Cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah I think they did a good job of, balancing the characters that people who are into the deep lore of Star Wars could really appreciate, like Bo-Katan and mentioning the name Thrawn, and then as well as like making sure they're including characters that people know a little bit more closely, like Luke Skywalker. I think they did a good job of bridging the gap between those deep cuts and those like fan service moments, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, as much as like it was, it was very cool to see Luke Skywalker, I think... One of the the great balancing acts the show did um, that made me happy and I think made a lot of other people happy was was the inclusion of Boba Fett and the way they you know finally made him cool because he's only really ever been cool <laughs> off the movies like he's never been that cool in the movies besides and, he, the, and he's kind of like an asshole right? in our minds yeah yeah, Boba Fett. yeah exactly it's different like, from the Boba Fett we actually get exactly so like yes. and uh, I don't know if you guys watched the um, the Star Wars or the uh, Disney Gallery series on season two. It's like the documentary behind the scenes of the Mandalorian. Season I didn't two. watch season two. I I watched it for the first season. So I don't know if they're doing 
Because I know for the first season they did it episodically. I, I think they might yeah. just be doing one for this one. So I, I, I at least watched okay. that one. And it's like an hour or so long, maybe an hour and a half long. It's really cool. But one of the things that I thought was like most impressive in it, and I recommend anyone to watch it if you... You know, if you just need a little bit more Mandalorian, it's a nice cherry on top. But one of the things that they showed in the documentary was um, Robert Rodriguez, um, the way that he choreographed all of the of that that big fight scene where Boba Fett finally has his armor on. He's just like beating the shit out of everybody. Yeah, is that he had his two sons dress up as Boba Fett and stormtroopers, and he just had the helmets on, and he filmed them like just kind of fighting and duking it out and That's and awesome. uh and playing with action figures and it's literally that like it in like the they show that test footage and it's literally that it's the same exact thing so he literally like played with action figures and then made it happen in the Mandalorian. And I just that's think pretty like, great. That's, there's nothing more like fucking Star Wars than that. Like that's the coolest most heartwarming shit period. You know, like to to me as as someone who's into this shit, you know, like I think I thought that was very cool, and like the whole show does feel like the way, you know, you you played with your action figures, or you played with your Star Wars themed Legos or whatever. It's like the stories you'd make in your head that you're like, yeah, but this would never happen in the movie and and or in or in a show or something. And now it's just like, I don't know, they kind of just did some fucking this. I didn't think they'd do this. I didn't know I always wanted this. I don't know. So I and I also like that Boba Fett's like a character as well. I like that he's like yeah. Not just an aside. Yeah, he's not just he didn't just have his moment in the sun. He's like vibing with them for a minute. I'm like, that's cool. I like that. I liked yeah. Ming Na Wen. She was pretty awesome. She I kinda liked cool. that they brought her back. Yeah. I like her her metal belly. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like I was like, I don't know about this one. <laughs> Ming Na Wen, noted original voice of Mulan from the Disney animated classic. That's true. Oh yes. yes. That is true. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, Mulan. Oh, we can move past that. Yeah, Yeah, we don't want to talk about that right now. None of us saw it. One of of my favorite moments, uh, to get into favorite moments of this season, was I thought it was so cool when Ahsoka is having that battle in that town. Yeah. And uh, the two women are fighting and the two men are fighting. And I think it's the first time that I can remember ever watching a fight scene where the women are doing like the fighting action and the men are only speaking. And even when it is focused on the men, you can still hear the women fighting in the background. It's pretty cool. And I thought that was such a cool moment. And I, I had even kind of hoped that no one would fire a gun, but there is one shot fired at the end of that scene between the two men. Yeah, that episode is, is very samurai like. It's pretty cool. Like just yeah. like yeah, that was cool. it was like cool it was moment. a samurai yeah. movie on one side of the wall and then it was a western right. on the other side. I yeah. thought that was like really cool. Which is like how those characters like it, the Star Wars is always going to be um space a bunch of western, you know, or like mm-hmm. samurai space western. But it was cool in that in that uh episode and that scene specifically like they really kind of like put a, a bridge between the two. Uh, I thought that was really cool. I think that's the best episode in the season. I agree. Um, I really loved the um, the episode that had uh, Bill Burr. That like that where they really good too. <laughs> that I one's fun. I don't know why, but I really enjoyed that episode. Kind of like because it's kind of like a heist, you know, sort of type yeah. plot line, and I liked the camaraderie of them. And I I didn't necessarily expect 
Mando to take his helmet off at first, but then you're kind of like, okay, how are they going to handle this in this situation? It was just, I, I just thought that was a really cool episode. I, I like the way that episode really handles like Star Wars morality. Cause I feel like yeah. that's something the movies never fucking do well. Cause they're always just sure. like, well, they're either the good guys or the bad guys. Or the bad yeah. guys. And Rogue One like tries to do it a little bit. And even Last Jedi, like, Tries to do a little bit when they have uh, what's his face being like Benicio yeah, everyone, everyone sells, yeah, everyone sells ships, right? Um, or whatever the fuck he does, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say about like I was gonna be like Benicio del Toro's character in Last Jedi is kind of like the evolved version of Han Solo from the original, one where you're like, this is a bad guy. Like I think we, I think sometimes people most people can forget that in the first one, Han Solo's a criminal straight up. Like they find him in like a CD bar and they hire him to do a gig. And the only reason he's doing it is because he's getting paid and it only pays off at the very end when he's like, yeah, sure. I'll screw around with you guys for a little bit. But immediately in the beginning of empire, he's like, so I still got, I'm a criminal. So I still need to leave and go take care of my crime stuff. And I think that that episode with Bill Burr is, uh, is so good at kind of it, it reminds me the most of like the original Death Star heist from the first one, where sure. it's just like we need to get in, get this thing, and then get out. Like right. we're gonna we're gonna get the princess, but in order for us to get out, you need to take the tractor beam down. And so Obi Wan's gonna go do that while we go do this, and we need to split up. Like it's an actual like we don't want to get in a fight. Let's just sneak around, dress up like stormtroopers. <laughs> get in get out and i'm like that's really cool and i like that it it explodes because bill burr's character who we have been led to believe is like this scumbag is like i'm not gonna sit here and listen to this guy um disrespect this kind of thing that is very important to me right even though i am a scumbag and still am a scumbag after this but he's like veteran scumbag exactly it's like (laughs) there are there are the shades and everything and i think robbie hit the nail on the head with like they really tried to hit that with rogue one and unfortunately i'm very positive that that there is a version of rogue one out there that was shot that is that but as we all remember disney wanted to rightfully bring tone down Rogue One because they weren't ready for Rogue One was them trying to go can we do like PG-13 rated R Star Wars and will people be into that and they started watching it and they were like this is going to destroy children you cannot you cannot have (laughs) Darth Vader murder because remember my uh, my idea is that Darth Vader kills all of the remaining main characters of Rogue One not just some ancillary dudes in a hallway I think that's supposed to be the ending and they're like you can't even though Darth Vader's a bad guy, like we sell toys of him. You cannot have him murder all of your Star Wars protagonists at the end of the movie. In the, in the comics, yeah. but that's that's more even more side and yeah. But I do like and that's I think that's the fun part about Mandalorian is there's that great spaghetti western stuff, that great samurai stuff, the space fantasy stuff that has made these movies so special. And it it's like, okay, but like we're t- going away from the main, like, you know, christ-like figures of this revolution in this universe and we're going to focus in on like these cd bars and these cd planets and these different things and this and follow this one guy and i like that it you know 16 episodes roughly almost like 16 hours you really don't get any major connections to the original saga you're going to get some like the empire and all of that stuff because those things are so massively big they exist 
But every now and then, like, yeah, give us an Ahsoka. Yeah, give us some Boba Fett. Yeah, give us some Luke Skywalker. I think that's really what this second season was kind of about because they want to open up, like, they want to have a Boba Fett series, an Ahsoka series. Like, they want to expand the universe. Yeah. And in order to do that, they need to link them all together. And Mandalorian season two, especially like the last like five episodes, are kind of like the ground for that. They're like, okay. We have cast Ahsoka. We know what we're going to do with Grogu. This is what we're doing with the fallout of the Empire. So now we can expand out into like, you know, the 18 different shows that we want to do. Is that is that going to work out? Hooray! Probably not. Am I going to watch it? (laughs) Yes. I'll watch it until it burns to the fucking ground. Even if three of them are good, it'll be worth it. Sure. I mean, it would be, be like almost like 30 hours of like good Star Wars and TV. Disney like, has enough money it. to make a few of those good. Well, for now. <laughs> I hope so. Well, for the ones now. I'm this is the for... major thing is that this is a major risk by Disney. Like they don't have a lot of money to screw around with right now because they lost a lot of money in 2020 because of Mulan and Soul and Black Widow hasn't come out. Eternals is on standby. Disney Plus is not doing as well as they expected. Really? But Mandalorian season two bumped that back up. Yeah. They're doing, it's like HBO. Did you hear HBO? This is insider bullshit. Sorry. But HBO lost 50% of its major targeted 18 to 45 year old male audience after Game of Thrones ended. Oh, that's a like, bummer. Over half. That's the boys insane. Really? So much sounds more like a better, better content. Like a better place. Yeah. They need yeah. more boobs. More boobs. You get you get boobs in the shows for, for ladies as well. Me and Robbie were talking about this the other day. Just two boobs. boys talking about boobs and Carpenter movies. <laughs> you know us, man. Boobs. Boobs. We get on the, Star Wars, we get on the, Carpenter. Uh, we get on the Carpenter feet. cast. It gets super crass. He's talking yeah, about I'm boobs. a sensitive boy. I, I listen to like Tame what Impala. Up? I don't need boobs in my movies, but sometimes you're like, I feel like there should be more boobs in this movie. I, I like feel boobs. like it would elevate the artistry. <laughs> If we just had a couple more, well, sometimes tatas. it's weird when the boobs aren't there. You're like, this seems like a scene where the boobs would be here, and now I'm surprised <laughs> there are no mm. boobs to be found. And this this continues my 2021 resolution to try and bring up boobs at least once on every episode of a podcast. Oh, really? Well, there you no. go. You're no, off to a good start. Real. <laughs> Well, I mean, technically, everyone has boobs. So I know I do. Technically, there you go. Technically. Yeah. Boobs all around. Boobs are all around. Yeah. <laughs> um, that Bill Burr episode also had that sweet Mad Max oh, uh, yeah. scene with like all of the baddies jumping oh, on to cool. their cool. vessel. And yeah, and, and the vessel was full armor, of explosives. It was cool. This now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like the way that planet looked. Because I think it's not like a real super big criticism of Mandalorian, but like. I think just by the nature of like the way, the technology they have at their disposal, like the volume, and they don't really shoot offset that much. Like sometimes some of the locations get repeated or look a little samey. Like there's like three Lots or four planets they go. There's but it's not Tatooine because there's like another planet right. that looks. It exactly, looks like Tatooine. It's like are there two desert planets in this universe? Yeah. Sure. But I'm just that's, like that's the that's the yeah. Jakku thing where it's like what do you think Tatooine is the only desert planet? Right. There are thousands of planets. But in terms and there's of like, like uh, there's like six types of geography, you know, like yeah, they're gonna when they're going to a different planet, sometimes two or three per episode. Like yeah, you're gonna get some repeats and stuff. It's but like in terms of, just, of Catan. Yeah, true. All the tiles are repeats. They're like, yeah, they're like, this one isn't a forest planet. It's a waterfall planet. Like, that's that's where they're breaking onto. There's a lot of waterfalls here. But just in terms of, like, you know, breaking up from episode to episode and not seeing the same things over again, 
I really like the visual like aesthetic of that planet, like that kind of like deserty, uh, maybe like you know a- African safari. I don't know, like just like that type of like landscape. I thought was really cool, especially because like you know it gets to a point where there's a lot of episodes where they're on like imperial crafts and stuff, and like sure. I do like love me a good like being in like those imperial hangar scenes, but like you get a lot of them, you know. So it's good to sure. just be able to break it up and see some like new places like when they go to like the ice caverns or like what i I really fucking loved when they're on the like the shipyard planet because like i don't think you've ever seen anything like that in star wars and it's like so cool like you know it almost it it feels very familiar almost like like i don't know i'm there like a pier or something but it's very star wars and it has like a ton of like people in it that populate the area like a ton of like weird goopy alien people and and that was like one of my favorite locales of the season as well you know Yeah, yeah that was a cool spot what did you guys think about the uh, the Timothy Oliphant like, oh, with the perfect. with the sand people? Very good. Yeah, it's like a little Deadwood in there. Just, just. Uh, I was like, oh, it's Deadwood. Oh, it. this makes just sense. Do it. Yeah. Timothy Oliphant's like killing it right now. Yeah. As soon as he showed four. up in the show, I was just like, yeah, do it. I also thought it was very cool that they kind of like they had, uh, you know, Mando like essentially being able to communicate with the sand people which was was cool <laughs> i do that like was, that was some of the i do like some of the retconning that they're doing yeah. in mandalorian with a lot of the more um insensitive yeah. aliens that are obviously like racial these are obviously a little racist like we can get away with it because like, it's space <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's what we gotta do. Hey, I love money. <laughs> I'm a stereotype. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> what it is? It's not. He's going for it. it. No, that, he is designed to be. It is George <laughs> yeah, Lucas. All right, all right. That's it. That's, that. it. that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like. I do like kind of just like the, the cultural kind of. Uh, washing of just like let us clean this up a little bit yes perhaps the tuscan raiders are representative of this specific group of earth people but let us show that they are also earth people perhaps misunderstood in the depictions that we've shown them where they're trying to murder our white heroes you know they're like oh they're like this or like that and you know that like no you can't i mean attack of the clones just like did some shit with Tuscan Raiders where you're like, I don't know if we can ever bring those guys back. That is some, that is some intense stuff. Yeah. Luckily, Padme still took Anakin back. So, Luckily, oh my God, you yeah. murdered. Yeah, well, people, she's a forgiving people. soul. The most, the most forgiving soul ever. Hmm. More power to her. Go Padme. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah, I always love, I always love meeting more aliens people. And like, I know, uh, according to like the Hellscape that's Twitter, which is also where I live. Um, like a lot of people didn't like the the frog lady episode, like the the ice cave episode specifically, and I'm like, that is. Like, I actually really like that that's episode. One of my, and I'm <laughs> bummed. I'm bummed because I think going forward, because that's oh, people are always critical of the episodes of Mandalorian that are like the side quests. And yeah, I'm I like so, those. I'm so worried they're gonna take this away because I think they're the best. They're ones. not. They can't because they're so that, good. You know what? You know what it is. That that's, was a cool that's episode. How, that's how TV shows work. Yeah. Ideally, like I mean, that's some, what some they shows are. are like path in, all the way, in Breaking right. Bad, is it just like, oh, so he's just gonna do the thing that he said he was gonna do at the end of the last episode? That's what this is. No, something happens and he has to deal with it. That's called a side quest. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, fucking Walter White's car breaks down on his way to deliver some drugs. And so now he has to travel three miles through the desert on his own. But he, f- he didn't wear his socks because he thought he was only going to be out for like an hour. And now he like has to blister through the sun to get gas and stuff like that and ends up bumping into his son's teacher and then eventually gets back to his car and keeps going. That's called a side quest. That's that's called things happening in your TV show. Yeah. yeah. Plus, like, Why I mean, there's no I really liked the Carl Weathers directed episode. That, that episode that was, was good, yeah. baller. Like, <laughs> I like that episode. Also, I wish there was something that broke it up because it was right after the Bo-Katan episode and they're sure. very similar. I could see that, and I was like, "Yeah, I wish that like there was just one. There is one thing, just like spacing them out a little bit." Yeah, Um, because I remember watching the Carl Weathers episode and be like, "This is cool," because like obviously it's fucking they're doing cool shit. But I was like, "It's kind of almost exactly like the last episode with Bo-Katan. The only difference is is these guys instead of right uh, these guys." And I like all these guys, so it's fine. And one last thing on that, uh, on the. Side quest? The, the side quest thing, because I find it so annoying. Like, I, I know, like, you stated, like, you pretty much don't agree with it, and you hope that you hope that maybe they, they, they don't stop doing it, because that's what's so much fun about it. Yeah. But I really just, like, that is just filled with such, like, bullshit to me. What? Uh, just, like, the... The, the idea the of criti- taking it out? The criticism of too many side quests in it. Uh, like I already, like I just kind of talked about very quickly, like that's how TV yeah. stories work. But also the main character that gets keeps getting sent on these side quests, what's his job? He's a bounty hunter. He's a dad. He gets hired by people to go do things. <laughs> He's dead. What are you people talking about? Yeah. Like it's, I don't like it when people complain about something that obviously does bug them and it's allowed to bug them and they can have their opinion but i don't like it when they just blurt it out without even thinking obviously thinking about it for just a little bit where it's like i don't like that this guy whose job is to get hired by strangers to go do things keeps getting hired by strangers to go do things (laughs) while he's on his adventures it's like that's the show that you're watching you wanted the bounty hunter show that's that's very much television series versus movie you know like you you like star trek you like shows that are episodic and they are going to have monster of the week or planet of the week side quest and then you're going to have maybe one or two plot lines that take the whole series to achieve that's what makes it good if they don't then you're just like i'm bored okay i mean some (laughs) some shows have bloat right like uh i really i just recently rewatched uh i not rewatched but like finished uh the clone wars cartoon Cool. Uh, which is great. But there's a lot of lists online being like, so there's a lot of these. Maybe you should skip <laughs> yeah. some of these and watch some of these. And and, and they are right. Because some of those episodes <laughs> suck ass. And they're like, they're right after like, Darth Maul has returned and he's doing some crazy shit. Now let's have an episode about the droids on an adventure. And you're like, I don't want to watch it right now. I don't want to see this shit in my life. There's, I think like one of the like episodes close to when the series got canceled, there's like, it's sandwiched between like these two amazing arcs that are like happening, and then there's one episode about like, did you guys want to see Jar Jar Binks? It's like, get out of here, Jar Jar Binks! <laughs> not right, not now, Jar Jar Binks! Get out of here! I don't want to see you. So like, you know, some shows got blown, but I don't think this show is one of them. I think it's very strategic the way that they break up the you know the action or like you know the, the things where you're like, ooh, what's gonna happen next? Because then you get a side quest and you're like, is that like a Snoke in a in a clone chamber? Maybe that'll come up later. Which I didn't yeah. need to see because I don't care about that character anymore. But it's right now. 
He's done. Well, we, we found out where he came from, so we should all be happy and sedated. Yeah, that's true. And we, we can know. all die. We can all die now. We know where we he came from. We all can fucking relax yeah. now. We can all die. It's fine. Yes. Uh, so to talk about uh, the, the characters that have come from other Star Wars properties, how do we feel about this dark saber and how Bo-Katan all of a sudden can't take it when it's given to her, even though it's been given to her in the past? Yeah, it's been given to her this? in the cartoon, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Ravi, Ravi, <laughs> for the listener, Ravi yeah, is in his box on the Zoom channel down there Smiling. With, his, with his finger against his cheek with a smile and like a twinkle in his eye. As, as this Burns is, this is what they call a softball question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's, I think the if I'm being like, because like the, the real logic of it is like, it's like, yeah, why the fuck can't you just do that? Because it's, <laughs> Is in, but the thing is, like, for the people who don't watch all the things and they're just watching Mandalorian, they right. can just track that and it makes and it makes sense. Sure. And I think maybe it's it's like, wait, well, I can't do it twice. The rule <laughs> about this weapon is that you I'll know, let it I slide gotta, once. Yeah, and then may, you know, she got one as a freebie that she can't do it. Right. Again. And maybe and I do think realistically they could explain it away as her being like, I cannot do this twice. It's a pride thing, and I would. I would buy it, right? Like, I, yeah. I think anyone yeah. would buy it. But I do think it's a little... For the people who, like, watch all the Star Wars things and they're watching Mandalorian, when he's like, just fucking take it. And she's like, no. You're like, are you sure uh. you can't just take it? <laughs> but, you know, it, yeah, he's in a different... The way that the Mandalorian clans and subsections and Death Watch and all these things, as, mm-hmm. you know, I still don't fully get it. To me, they all wear the helmets and some of them can't take them off. I, that's what I, I did like that idea being introduced, though. I liked the idea of, of it shaking up, like, what your perception of, you know, Mandalorian belief system would be and whether yeah. stuff, it's like religion and a cult or more strict sense I mean, of I think it. The, and... the thing is, like, it, it was a singular culture yeah. that got yeah. totally fucked and fragmented. And now there's a whole bunch of different, you know, they're, the Mandalore Tower Babble fell a long time ago and they're right. all kind of fucked, you know, but they all, they all have their own different things and whatever, but they're all connected by their T-shaped helmets. <laughs> <laughs> so they all are like, we either vibe with each other or we don't vibe. Right. Luckily Boba Fett vibed with uh, Din Djarin, so we're good. Yeah. It's more of just like a best armor crew. We all have the best armor. That's But true. we're all different. <laughs> I mean, it's also funny to see in, because, uh, you know, and I don't know if anyone can answer this, but I, uh, Din Djarin's armor is the best one. <laughs> and is his the only one that can, like, is this the only one made of Beskar, or are they all made out of Beskar? I think they're made the out shiniest... of Beskar, but there are, like, varying degrees Old. of age and condition. Because okay. remember in the, like, season one, he his has shitty up, armor. Right. He has Beskar. It might not be 100% Beskar. Yeah, and then he like loads up on the Beskar. Yeah, when he gets like paid, he's like, hell yeah. So and then they're like, melt like, it like down. He's like the most bulletproof, though. Like, he's he super has the shiny. Best. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I figured, too. Yeah. Because I was like, are they all bro- bulletproof like that? Cause that's yeah, because cool. Boba Fett's and, like, is like Beskar. That. It's just like, it's taking a it's beating. <laughs> I also, huge fan of the Boba Fett redesign. I thought it was... When I saw the new armor, I was like, I love it. <laughs> it's, so, it's so pretty. Uh, give me an action figure of that. Cool. I, want I also Diana. liked the, the spear being able to like challenge the yes. lightsaber. I thought that, that was, was cool. pretty cool. Yeah. I was like, all right. Very cool. Yeah, that's kind of like a, like a adamantium 
claws versus, uh, you know, like vibranium shield kind of thing where it's like, who would win Wolverine or Captain America? Like claws that can cut through anything and like an unbreakable shield. You're like, cool. It is cool though. The, the way that they fight have to be like kind of different. Like the way that lightsabers fight is one way, but when Beskar versus lightsaber, it's almost like absorption. Like, yeah, it's almost like they, they, they like the two aren't really supposed to touch. So they kind of like bounce off each other. And I like that, you know, in this world of make believe physics, I think that's a, a cool, subtle one to add to this universe. Cause there's already a lot of them. Right. Right, uh, and I and I like the way that like when it's Beskar versus lightsabers, it's a very like different type. Like the combat style has to kind of like change around these different things interacting with each other. I thought that was very cool. Uh-huh. What were you gonna say before, Burn? Oh, I was gonna say earlier you had mentioned that Mark Hamill's hair was too shiny, <laughs> but I think what caught me off so guard—it was very perfect. It didn't move. It was like a hair helmet, <laughs> you like my own hair much. right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I think what shocked me the most was seeing Luke's reaction to Grogu. Ah. Because to me, just like imagining this character who is seeing another creature that looks just like his dearly beloved Yoda. I was surprised that he didn't show more emotion. So immediately afterwards, I asked Heath, I was like, okay, where are we with emotion in the Jedi Order right now? Are they still not allowed to feel emotion? Are they supposed to suppress it? And Heath is like, I'm not really sure. I think uh, it could be a mixture of things. But I was just surprised because yeah, I guess I like, by Return of the Jedi, he's definitely trying to be more serious. He's like, yeah. I'm a real boy, and he's trying to be like, I'm a master <laughs> now, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I kind of get like it, it's sort of right after that. But yeah, in 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 Empire, he's definitely like, Meh! you know. So you you are kind of used to Luke being a little bit <laughs> more like- emotive. <laughs> I like right. imagining that Luke right now is like he's starting to read those ancient Jedi texts he's supposed to, and he's yeah. a little bit on his high horse. He's a little bit just like, no motion, baby. We gotta do this old school style. So he's gonna be he's like, hanging out in the treehouse. Yeah, he's I think just he's, like I think he's gonna be strict teacher for a while, and then in his old age, he's like, I'm pretty chill. And then in his older age, he's like, I was too chill. My nephew's a piece of shit. And I think that's that's the trajectory I see emotionally. I do think I do wish he had a little bit more emotion when he saw Baby Yoda. I also wish that uh, Din was just like, so where are you going to take him? Yeah. Or like, what's your name? Yeah. <laughs> what's your, do you have a job, like a source yeah. of income? Can you care for this child? I mean, he obviously, you just saw frog like, eggs. Yeah, I saw you just murder all these robots, and I am very impressed. Game right. Game. What is your name? <laughs> Who the fuck are you? What did R2D2 say? <laughs> <laughs> the the running theory with R2-D2 is that R2-D2 saved baby Grogu from the Jedi Academy when Order 66 was happening. Oh. I was like Maybe waiting for R2-D2 to like open a compartment and then have like Grogu just be like hop in like a mom, like Make a kangaroo. Sense. Be like, come on, that, we're taking you with us. You gotta have that shot where <laughs> Luke's holding baby Yoda over the shoulder and it's the exact yeah. same shot of when baby Din was at the Clone That's Wars true. getting rescued. Yeah. That's mm. stuff. That would have been cute. Yeah. yeah, I think that uh, with the Yoda thing, with Luke kind of like looking at him, because he doesn't look at him and be like, what the hell is this? Like, he yeah, just looks he at him with like a decent on. amount of like recognizing. Oh. Uh, uh, but I think it can be another thing where it's like, let us remember that uh, Luke knew Yoda for three days. 
you know, like it, it kind of gets no, lost in like more, right? no the the events of Empire Strikes out. Back take place over the course of like three days. He hangs but out in the ghost form. I was gonna say, then he's haunted by him for <laughs> much longer, though. Right, <laughs> right. But we don't know like when he comes back and stuff like that. As far as we know, the last time he saw him was like when he went back and like hung out with him for about two hours and then kept asking him questions until Yoda died. Um, so, so you're saying he was like, oh, that Yoda guy, he was kind of a dick. Maybe this one's also going to be a dick. <laughs> no, I think he was more like, he was like oh, this Yoda is fucked. the same species <laughs> yeah. as Yoda, one of the greatest Jedis. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. I don't think he's like, Yoda, my real good pal, my good buddy. <laughs> like, yeah. I think that that's what's going on in Last Jedi, where I think that they have communicated um, during the, the Jedi years. Council times, yeah. uh, the, the the Jedi Academy times, but he's been shut off from the Force for like you know a good five or ten years at that point. So like he hasn't spoken to Yoda in a while since then. Who knows? We also we we don't know like you know that whole episode of putting Grogu on the like spiritual point where he's channeling the Force energy. Who knows? Maybe. Uh... Maybe Luke actually like physically saw a vision of of this kid and is not surprised because he's like, "That's what I saw." Hello, I'm again. used to this. We spoke in our mind force. That's true. They could have. They had the whole. They've been talking the whole time. You know? Yeah, you <laughs> told like, me your knows? name is yeah. Grogu Salvatore. You know, whatever. <laughs> Grogu Salinger. <laughs> Great lover so, of novels. I brought you some snacks based on what you told me earlier. <laughs> yeah, I do wonder. You know. I want to see now that like it's it's Grogu's going away to to college. I want to see, you know, I mentioned it in the video, but I I want to see what Luke's Jedi Academy like looks like because I think that's I think a lot of cool I stories. You, were say, take like, place you want to see Grogu lose his virginity and like get drunk at like a frat party? I want to see <laughs> Do that. Do some too. I mean, I'll take whatever they're gonna give me. I'll take it. No longer baby. Yoda, college is where you learn your Yoda. lessons. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, I, I also am very curious to, like, see what Luke is like at that point in his life. Because I do think it's, like, pretty formidable years that we never have really gotten to see. Especially now in the new established canon, you know, in the extra, in the old, in the old canon. You know, he did, he was cloned, like, three times. Who fucking knows? But, but yeah, I don't know. I know, but I kind of don't want more Luke I also season. don't yeah. know if I want more Luke. Yeah. Just like little sprinkles here and there. Yeah, like yeah. a nod to it, sure. But I, that's, you know, like you said, expand the universe. I want to see more other stuff. Me and Robbie yeah. were talking about uh, the the idea that, you know, this could just be a spinoff where it's like there is no Grogu. Because we know that we have two years until the next Mandalorian because next year's Boba Fett. And we don't know when these other things are dropping. But they very much could just do an animated series that's like you know eight episodes long that's mark hamill voicing a kind of clone war style animation luke skywalker with grogu and kind of fill in the gaps and stuff and that way it's not as awkward and that's why they were like connect them again this is the connection thing they were like we want to do a luke skywalker jedi academy show are there already comics how do we connect that you know what do we really we just put luke skywalker in in the last five minutes of mandalorian so now we know where he's coming from and what he's doing. Yeah. They fill in the gaps and then Mandalorian can have like the one episode where you know he has to he has to get that Grogu back. And so yeah. they could possibly do it that way, which I think makes sense because Mark Hamill is primarily at this stage in his career, like a voice actor. Right. I mean, he was voice acting in that episode, too. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you guys wanting uh, Sebastian Stan? Are Are you down for that yes. plan? I yes. think that could have been really cool, but now that you've done de-aged right. Mark Hamill. I really thought they were going to do it. I really I thought, thought from, like, from the last the minute he's taken it off, I'm like, Sebastian. yeah, I'm like, here it comes. It's going to be Sebastian Stan. He's in the Disney family. He knows that this is a big deal. He definitely needs to start making some friends after some of his dumb tweets. I'm like, let's <laughs> reveal it. Like, let's go. And I really thought they were going to do it. And then it was just yeah. like, oh, no, it's just... It's just the Irishman all over again. Here we go. Well, I almost thought for a minute there that he wasn't going to take his hood off. Like, I thought, like, we weren't, it was going to be inferred, but we weren't going to actually ever have face-to-face time. I I don't know. I kind of was like, oh, maybe they'll just have R2-D2 come get him or some other way of handing him off, but not actual, like, de-robing. They they go for it, you know. They yeah. do, and I was I'm surprised only because like I do feel like the the um, de aging CGI in Rogue One, which I think is is done pretty good, but has been criticized. You know, I think that's like one of the things about Rogue One people criticize more than anything is just like yeah, seeing Leia at the end of that movie is a little weird, or the Tarkin scenes where it's like it's like good, but it's the uncanny valleyness mm-hmm. of it. So the fact that they did the Luke thing again, I was I was just surprised, you know. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh, that's like, that's the thing that people talk about, I, you know? I think that they got right. reinvigorated because, like, the young scenes in Rise of Skywalker of Luke and Leia work so well because they're yeah. using all of the tricks. They're using the cropping of, around, like, the face and, and stuff. Shadowy. So you, yeah. yeah. Like, it's what they did in Social Network with Army Hammer, which is why that looks, you know, that movie's 10 years old and it looks way better than these because it's just, it's like photo cropping it on there and also they made it dark and i kind of like how mandalorian has all of these tricks that they could have used but they don't they they very easily could have set it in a dark room they could have had him keep his cloak up just like a little bit so they could do that but they like no we're gonna go for it this is a big moment look everyone knows that mark hamill is not 25 years old anymore like they're gonna know which is why I think that they should have just done Sebastian Stan. But yeah. if they're going to go this route, go for it. Sure. I mean, I still yeah. think like the face, what's that? What's the, the face swap? Deep, the deep faking. Yeah. The deep faking works better than what they're doing. And they should just start using that. Like you've seen the Irishman yeah. clips where like they've just done like the deep fake instead of that. And it looks like a movie I would really want to watch because that was my main hang up on Irishman is unfortunately I could not get over how frankly fucking stupid it looked. I don't think it looked good. It just looked distracting the whole time, especially we've made jokes about him kicking kicking the guy on the sidewalk. It just doesn't make any sense. If they did a deep fake on a body double, that's... Like, does anyone here know about that? Like, maybe, Robbie, that's some Twitter shit. Like, do you know, like, is there, like, some kind of law against using the deep fake instead? Like, if you're getting Uh, someone to sign off their likeness rights, like... Why can't they use that technology, which seems much cheaper and easier to use? I don't think there's any legal recourse about it. I'm actually not quite sure because the most are they just stuck up at this point? They're like, we've been working on this stuff for years. Like, no, 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 we got this. Well, you would, but you wouldn't be able to use that for that final episode of. You, I mean, you could use the you could use deep faking for it um, because it's really it's just using a supercomputer and the AI to like find all these images of someone and then kind of like put it all together itself. Oh, but so you mean like using old footage of younger. You could do it that way. You, you basically got to teach a computer to kind of like do it. It's like an AI program that like runs it. But the thing sure. about doing it this way, 
Um, I don't, I think the thing about Mandalorian, and I think the reason it even exists, is because they are recycling a lot of the things they have been developing for all these Star Wars movies, mm. and I think that the technology to do a de-age Leia and Tarkin is not cheap, and to really get the bang for your buck, you got to keep using it. And yeah, Lucas. That would be that's well. my logic there. I sure. have no real idea. That I've makes never sense. Like, yeah, you heard right. anything on it, but that that that's where I that's what I would think. It's like they have the tech. Why do a deep fake when they they have done this before? And I think the, the, yeah. I think everything that's in Mandalorian has probably been from like the solo set, the Rogue One set, and then they have the volume to like make all the new stuff, you know. So that right. that's that's my logic there. I really don't know though. Um, I do think you the deep fakes always look, look a little better. crappier than I feel like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I because, think it's pretty good, all things considered. It's well, because like real Mark real Mark Hamill in like Return of the Jedi was. I felt like it was a lot more noticeable that he had been like in a car accident or motorcycle accident, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I felt like I, mean, it was fresh I felt after like the, he he yeah. like had a lot more scar, like he looked a little more weathered, and this was like, yeah, he just had a nice airbrush facelift. <laughs> I think if you yeah. had a Sebastian Stan or an actor, then we would have been happier with like the more emoting he would have been able to do. Sure, and I do think that's like the thing from like that scene that I'm missing a little bit is just like. The little subtle things, or like having a character that could really turn his head at that way, because <laughs> Luke kind of he does a little bit of like he, the listeners can't see, but you know, he kind of he does a little bit of a tilt. He doesn't yeah. turn his face is very straight on camera. Yeah, for he a like kind of Michael seats. Keaton Batman's it for a little while. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I can't like, really the move in this suit. Yeah, it's like puppet. Yeah. Yeah. So like you know, and that's like, a little I, bit there. I'd imagine that you know Disney went look, we want to put Luke in here. We have two options. We can use Mark Hamill or we can recast. And I think the step of that is like you ask Mark Hamill first. You go, hey, Mark, would you want to return as the CGI um, like embodiment of you five years after Return of the Jedi? Or would you be comfortable with us recasting it and you kind of teaching another actor and guiding them and we can make that a principle afterwards and keep it under wraps? And Mark Hamill being like the dude that he is, he would be he would jump at the opportunity to play Luke again. And I think, unfortunately, like Mark Hamill still is kind of raw about The Last Jedi, maybe not as much as much of the fan base. But I get his thing of like, I was in these three movies that were the biggest thing in the world for seven years, 40 years ago. And I've never had anything like that again. I've tried time and time again. I have this legacy. I love these fans. And when I finally got to come back to it, it was at a moment where we really needed something a little bit different. And they were given that. And it's something very special that we all get to take with us into the the afterlife when we all die soon, probably. Um, And (laughs) I think that it is understandable that he would be like, this is an opportunity for me to do a little bit of the thing that I wanted to do before without messing up what I finally do understand and love about The Last Jedi. Like, this is who they wanted, but Luke wasn't that anymore in that timeline, but he was that five years after Return of the Jedi. So I I can see them being like, we have to offer it to Mark Hamill first. And if he says yes, we go for it. And if he says no... We got we got a little Winter Soldier over here who might want to be doing something, or they would just recast entirely, or maybe even just drop it. Like it's very possible that 
they were saying like if Mark Hamill doesn't want to do it or give it his blessing, we're not going to do change it. Change the characters, you know? Sure. Yeah, you yeah, can just make it someone else. Yeah, there are plenty of other Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do think. I think you were totally right, and you know, with that scene, like there, there's like part of me that felt like there's there's part of me that feels like this could be like a weird response of like Last Jedi hate, where people are like, we wanted to see Luke Skywalker do cool stuff, and he's just being sad, and now it's like, I mean, before he's doing cool stuff here, <laughs> before but you do, even see his face, the fight scene is awesome. It's amazing, it's oh, very they, cool. and, and it's so cool because they do the, the Darth Vader hallway scene, but they do it as Luke Skywalker, and it's like very on purpose. It's very cool, and but I do think depression makes, is cool. I agree. Well, that's mm-hmm. what I was, that's kind of what I was going to say. Is I think maybe not exactly that point, but the idea is that instead of like, I don't see it as this is, like, a Last Jedi Redeemer. If anything, it makes Last Jedi more interesting. Because it's like, oh, no, Luke really was a badass. He really was a badass. And to see him even fall farther from grace just makes the Last Jedi better, you fuck, you sick fucks. <laughs> There's nothing they can do. It's a catch-22. Even in yeah. Rise of Skywalker, when they try to retcon it, it's like, you're not ruining it. You can't ruin it. Like, it's not, yeah. no, he did not know. Sorry. Luke did not. Luke and Leia did not know that Palpatine was a dead. That makes zero fucking sense. You just proved you're an idiot, yeah. and I'm ignoring that. Yeah. Or they sure. put something in that's good, and you're just like, yeah, I know Luke Skywalker was a badass. They say it in the Last Jedi. You're not ruining anything, and I don't think yeah. that. I don't think the creators are intending to ruin or retcon anything. I think they learned that lesson from Rise of Skywalker, where they were like, we can really retcon whatever we want, right? Like we can just come up with a reason why she can't take the sword the next time to go back to what we were talking about before. Uh And to a certain extent they can, but rise of Skywalker really showed like there is a limit to how easily you can dispense information. Like you cannot just have Oscar Isaac go somehow (laughs) Palpatine has returned and just move on with your movie from there. The internet will eat you alive. The dead speak. Uh That's how the dead speak. Well, even with the the whole introduction of Grogu, I mean, it could be argued that both season one and season two of The Mandalorian is to get you so in line with this character, Grogu, that when Luke comes to scoop him and, like, you have the foreknowledge of, like, oh, he's starting his academy, then it should make you even sadder and more empathetic towards Luke, where he was like, well, I have to protect all of these other Jedi children because my nephew is possibly crazy. Right. And so it kind of like makes it all seem even more sensical. Yeah. Like yeah. even more important that he needs to save Grogu and all of these other little Jedi kids that he's been training. Yeah. Like I think it adds even more weight to it for sure. Totally. Yeah, I, and agree. I think that there's a really cool and I hadn't even considered this until you brought up that point. It which it is kind of cool that the Mandalorian spends two seasons uh showing you the relationship between uh, season one, baby Yoda, season two, Grogu and the Mandalorian. And that you love these characters together so much. And you understand the relationship so much that when the best character from the entire star Wars series shows up at the end, still you kind of don't want Grogu to go with him. <laughs> no. Like it's, it's a very, I actually just kind of got like a little bit of goosebumps thinking about that. Cause that is a very cool thing to do. Like, You have just taken something that's been around for over 40 years, Luke Skywalker's character and mythology, and you've tacked and you've stacked it up against something that you've built over the past two years that has become this like cultural phenomenon. And you actually kind of won. People wanted Grogu to stay 
Yeah. With Pedro. with the Mandalorian. Pedro. Yeah. And you're just like <laughs> got their cake and ate it too. But, yeah. but Luke really is one of the few characters that you could actually expect fans to accept that that yeah. person takes it. It, it, it. Like if Ahsoka had taken Grogu, people would have been like, "Give the, it the back!" The clerks too, yeah. girl took the, and they'd be like <laughs> lambasting it and just going crazy. It would have, it would have like made the Star sense, Wars fans but... would lambast her to clerks too. They would not bring up any of the amazing work that she's done. They would, they well, would clerks too Rosario Dawson. So I think, fast. I think if, if Ahsoka took her, it wouldn't have made sense to Ahsoka's character because Ahsoka's yes. character is all about being like, I don't fuck with the Jedi anymore. You guys accused me of treason and you ruined my life and I came back one time to help you out and then you did Order 66. I'm pissed off. I'm not doing this shit anymore. So it makes more sense for her to not take baby Grogu because like, yeah. if there's anyone who's been fucked over by the Jedi Order, it is Ahsoka Tano. She has been screwed over by them countless times. So yeah, the only character who would make sense to come in that moment, it, I and my theory up until it was Luke Skywalker because I was like, it could be Luke but there's no way they're going to do it. Until they were like, that's the surprise. It's like, no, we fucking did it. Um, <laughs> we put a bunch of money in a robot and gave you Luke Skywalker. But I thought it was going to be um, like maybe like a Sith or a Dark Force user oh. heard the call. Yeah. And, you know, man, uh, Din Djarin, who I guess doesn't fucking know anything because everything's a surprise <laughs> to him in this world. He knows everything and nothing. He's the worst like Star Wars fan. Um, He's been living with a cult. <laughs> that's true. He's a guy he's in a Star goes Wars places. movie who has never seen a Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean that's the reality that of it. True. It's like they don't fucking know. They don't know what's but, going um, on. But I thought it would it would have been like a Dark Force user because if he sees a badass coming with a red lightsaber who's charming, he wouldn't know the difference. That's true. He'd be like, ah, that's fine. But then you know you think about it logistically. Well, you know, Bo-Katan's there. Well, that's before I knew she would be there, but she would know probably because she's been around. Uh-huh. Um, but I thought because I thought that would be the drama of season three was like. Oops, he gave baby Krogu to a, to a charming <laughs> Sith, and now he has to get the baby back, or the baby goes bad. Um, but they, they went this direction, which which makes more sense. Yeah. Less conflict, but more sense. Yeah. What else do you guys have to say? Uh, we kind of already talked that. about <laughs> speculations for season three. We're not getting that for a while anyway. Yeah. Are you yeah. excited about the, the book? Series book that we're getting? Yeah. The Book of Boba. Should just be Book of Boba. Boba it should not be Book of Boba Fett. It does not sound as good as Book of Boba, but that's fine. Uh, I'm uh, actually, the, the show I'm the most excited for is Star Wars Visions. Because that's fair. the, uh, it's the series of like uh, Japanese animation artists doing a bunch of Star Wars short stories. Cool. And uh-huh. I think that will be the best out of all of this shit coming out. I think the Lando show probably not be good oh the bad batch will be cool i don't know yeah, he's gonna I, be like he's gonna be gambling i don't fucking know what he's doing. <laughs> i don't know he, he's all be making like his next like record like it's gonna be that's, <laughs> that's what it's gonna be it's yeah i really uh, i'm looking forward to to the bad batch i think that sounds interesting to me yeah yeah i mean they're they're cool in clone wars and mm-hmm. you, you meet them briefly Let's not forget, like, really, and I, I feel like, you know, it might seem redundant and stuff, but at least to me, it seems kind of like an important thing to say. Donald Glover was really good as Lando. Like, <laughs> he was He good. was, like, one is of the coming, best parts. Is he going to be Lando He has Lando? to be. You think? He must. Maybe they'll CGI a young, uh, <laughs> um, you know, uh, what's his face? 
I don't know. I mean, Billy I watched. Williams? Billy, Billy, yeah. 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 Billy, Billy I watched the trailer for the Cassie and Andor show. I thought that that could be cool. That could be cool. That's a weird one to me too, because it's like, I mean, we really. I mean, I guess you it's know, pre Rogue One, die. so yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I like the Andor idea too, because I think it could I think be cool. Stuff to that character that I'm interested in, but I'm not yeah. really interested in his character before the third act of Rogue One. That's yeah. Like that's like, the thing. It's like kind of I'm a, interested kind of in this guy in when movie. he's got a bit of Han Solo in him. I'm not interested in him when he's like, I'm a yeah. sneaky little snake spy, and I. And I mean, like I guess there I is something to like watching somebody do the rebellion's dirty work. I'm into that, sure. Um, I will. I will give that one and Lando probably the most leeway of all of the other ones because all of the other ones do kind of have this original quality to them, like Visions and Bad Batch, where I'm like. I don't know what to expect from that, so I will see what it is and see if I like it. Whereas with Lando and Andor, I'm like, I know what to expect, and I like Diego Luna, and I like Donald Glover. As long as they're coming back, which we know Diego is, and we hope that Donald is. Diego and Don, my friends. (laughs) I'm kind of, like, hopeful that, you know, I know what I'd like to The Lando show is just a lot of poker games. It's like the World Series of Poker. Yeah. It could be just him running for like, uh, like in politics for Cloud City, and just <laughs> yeah. walking around, just being like be a good, I would mayor of Cloud City. Like yeah. six hundred credit stimulus, style? you gotta give these people at least two thousand. Oh, it's, it's essentially Molly's game, but yes. featuring Star Wars characters. Oh, give it Aaron. Yes. yes. I mean that's that's a good pitch. I yeah. I am curious. I mean, you got to see more Grogu in Mandalorian season three, though, right? Like you can't. Yeah. What Maybe not initially. Not initially. Yeah, they'll hold it off. Yeah, I feel like back. they'll. Yeah, because I mean, do you think that there's going to be more Mando interacting with these other other Mandos that take their helmets off? Like, there's I mean, going to be theory, more Bo-Katan. My even though I kind of found that Bo-Katan's to... plotline boring. Yeah, well, she's really interesting in everything else before this. Yeah, I'm sure. So just see, yeah. seeing her in this one, it's just like, yeah, she's doing stuff. Whatever. I she's doing it's... what she's doing in Rebels again. <laughs> Bo-Katan, yeah. like, I haven't watched all of Clone Wars, but I, I did, like, that whole kind of skip around and kind of check stuff out. I always do want to go back and yeah. watch the whole thing. Good. But Bo-Katan's character really is kind of like the inverse of Luke's. Like, when Luke shows up, we don't have to explain to everybody who Luke is. Everyone knows. Bo-Katan is kind of like that for the people that Mandalorian is really for. Everyone else who hasn't seen Clone Wars, like, you guys are more than welcome to come along for the ride. You're going to get everything. We'll give you the things that you need to enjoy it. But at the end of the day, this is for the people who really liked Clone Wars and kind of stuck with Star Wars in the, uh, the Dark Ages between Revenge of the Sith and Force Awakens when really not a whole lot was going on. Yeah. And Bo-Katan's character is so enriched with history and has been developed over and over again with different arcs there's really it would be really redundant to be like this is what she does they're just like she's a badass she's very follow the rules and also um she's a little bit of like an asshole and that's kind of all they bring to her character and rightfully you know uh what is it katie katie sackoff is that her last name yeah uh Battlestar Galactica fame like that's the perfect person to hire to do that because she is just this very intimidating presence that you're kind of like and she is the voice actress of her yeah Yeah. she's the voice actress and also the character was modeled after her to begin with cool yeah Yeah, like it makes sense to like kind of just bring that together yeah I mean I'd imagine I mean 
the, the I imagine they're going to Mandalore, like I said in that video I made. Just, yeah. Just because uh, they talked about it being glassed, which means that they shot the planet up so hard it just kind of turned into dust. Mm-hmm. Um, which also means it's a lot easier to shoot because Mandalore in the cartoon is like, it looks like cyberpunk heaven. <laughs> it looks very cool. So by destroying it, you can actually go there in a live action version now. Um, so I'd imagine, I'd imagine that they're doing something with Mandalore. Um, but the thing is like, you know, if Din keeps the saber, he's going to be the ruler of Mandalore. I don't know if that's something he wants, but maybe now that he's, he's empty nester, maybe he's just like, well, maybe I'll try being a king. Yeah, I don't see that being bit. something he know. wants. Yeah, No. Uh-uh. Bo-Katan really wants it, and he seems not very interested in fighting her, so I don't really know what goes on there. Yeah, we'll I mean, it could be like a Chronicles of Riddick situation, where it's like he accidentally became king, and now he's like, well, I guess I kind of have to do this for a little while. Mm. Yeah. We'll I think see. they should just, like, bump into each other, and then he was like, oh, I'm so sorry, and then she picks up the Darksaber. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, there has to be, like, rules, like, do they have to the actually fight, fight? fight? Can they just play, like, like rock, paper, scissors <laughs> right. until she I wins? Mean, when Darth when Darth Maul and Pre's Vizsla fight in Clone Wars, uh, Darth Maul fucking kills him. He uh-huh. beheads him, and then he's like, I'm the woman of now. But he does it from like the shadows. He's like he's like the puppet ruler of Mandalore. He like tells someone else to do his bidding. Interesting. Um, and that fight seems very cool. <laughs> Recommend. Watching. Any other uh, any other thoughts on Pedro from this season? He's great. I mean, great as always. He's great. Yeah. Do you think he's on set a lot, or you think he's only on set like when they need his face? No, oh, I he's. Don't know. On set. Yeah, I think he's, he's there. Yeah. I always just like sometimes I'm just like, is he even like in the show really, or is he like I... in his closet being like? He's yeah. just recording. Mm-hmm. How's, how's that? This is the way. Is this good? All right, I'm gonna go back to shooting Wonder Woman, I guess. Well, I kind of feel off. like I kind of feel like you know, if I if if I were him, I would want to be on set because I'd be like, hey, I want to see what's going yeah, on because this is cool. Thing. It's like, you know, it's it, at that point, it like almost feels like it would be fun. He's great right. in Wonder Woman, by the way. I don't know if I'm you guys sure watched. I've that heard yet. he's one of the better parts of. Yeah, he's he's great. I just, he's great. This his, is the year of Pedro. His, his, Pedro. Pedro. His character, his character is, is not dumb. very well written, as yeah. most of that movie is. But True. Pedro is like no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disagree to with that. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it, it's the same with like Kirsten Wig. Like I think the bat. I think the villains in Wonder Woman 1984 are performed magnificently by the people that are cast in them. I just don't think that the script is any good. That's, that's yeah. They're that's they're doing what they can with that. what they have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone's yeah. here to disagree with you. Yeah, but Pedro I is. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I'm vote for Pedro. There's something too about like, and I thought about this with season one, and it's even more so in season two. And it looks like they're lightening up a little bit. At the end of season one, we got a little bit of Pedro without the helmet, and in this season, you know, we got a couple scenes without it. Um, and again, that Bill Burr episode, one of the best parts about that is like you're really getting time with. The, with the Mandalorian with the like seeing how his face works because we know that how Pedro yeah. we know what Pedro Pascal looks like but he's playing a character yeah and he's doing things with his face like he's not making a lot of facial expressions because he's used to people not seeing them and like you not see the, the having to communicate that's like it's about like he won't turn his in that scene like he wouldn't it, he acted like he had the helmet on still like yeah he, he didn't, right like, turn his head like this he kind of like 
would turn his body. Yeah, he was. He was that's, very much that's like a, what you were saying. But yeah, that's, that's cool. something that you're like. That's like something still... Pedro would. It's really cool that somebody who is as, you know, B status, close to A status now, famous as Pedro Pascal. Like you know, not for nothing, he was pretty popular after Game of Thrones and like his little run in in like you know movies and stuff like that. And uh, he was on um, Narcos too, right? I think. Who you asking? I think he was in a season <laughs> of Narcos or something. But it's like he's somebody. But to to be cast in something where predominantly you are not going to have your face shown is is kind of a testament to like the power that Star Wars has over everybody except for Harrison Ford. You know, it's just like I will jump at the opportunity to do this at any moment. Whereas Harrison Ford is just like, what the fuck? This shit ghost? again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame him. I, I can't believe they got him back in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. But I never oh, I know. Him. It's a wonder. Yeah. Yeah. They must, have, they must have tricked him. They're like, no, this yeah. is actually the set of the dog movie that you're in. Well, they were, no, he was All like, right. come, come do Force Awakens. Call and he's wild. like, I'll do it as long as you kill me. I'm not doing this shit anymore. Oh, yeah. Kill me. He was, almost, he was almost right. Yeah, he almost got his it wish. Almost, it was almost true. Well, then, and then, like you know, that's the, the the theory is is that you know he did have to come back for Rise of Skywalker because uh, Carrie Fisher passed away, and like mm-hmm. that was supposed to be kind of Carrie Fisher's moment, but they couldn't build that scene out of stuff Nothing left over. Hardly. Yeah, it had yeah. to be very built. intense. So they brought Harrison Ford in, and they were like, "What if we did it this way?" They barely built any of the scenes that she was in. Well, it felt insane. Dude, <laughs> I was just it's I was a crazy like, movie, man. This movie's fucking wild. It's so bad. It movie. It's just barely a movie. It's mm-hmm. more. I feel like it's more like a Galaxy's Edge ride, a place I've never been and I'll always wanted to go, than a movie. I'm never watching it again. You can't make it. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be rough. Maybe years down the line. When kids are watching Star Wars, I'll revisit it. But I mean, you, you don't want to hang out with your buddy Babu? You know, I, I do love Babu Frick. Just, I can look at a picture of Babu Frick. I, mean, <laughs> I have no, frames right over here. It's not the same, though. You really need to take him in in the context of the story to really get fricked, you know? Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I do like all, I have to do, all I have to do is just walk around and say, no, thank you, and I have Dio with me in my soul. I don't need to watch him again. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. So good. I don't know. I'm, I'm, DTF. I'm DTF the... anytime, man. I'm down to frick at any moment. You just pop Rise of Skywalker in, and I'm like, look, there's like two hours and 47 minutes of this that I'm not gonna like, but there's three minutes in my sweet Babu, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm you not gonna three minutes. Worth? What's the what's the phrase? Like, I'm not gonna look a blind horse in the eye. What is it? Is there like a saying like that? Uh, mm. There is. I don't know what it is. Though. All right. I mean, well, I know I'm not the real gonna look one, a blind but I'm not horse in the eye. Hurt your bit. <laughs> yeah. No. You know, I'm going to watch my Babu. <laughs> watch my Babu. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I know uh, the one thing that I want to plug for sure is I would love to see more of our listeners over on Twitter. Mm. And so you can find us on Twitter at story underscore screen. Is there anything else you guys would like to plug? Um, I'll put the uh, in the description for the episode when I post it. I'll put the Mandalorian video link down below as well that Robbie edited together. Very nice. Uh, I'll also go ahead if if my fellow editors agree with me. I'll go ahead and make the uh, kissing in Star Wars article that I wrote a couple years ago. (laughs) I'll make that public and put that down there too if people want to 
check that out. I, I've always meant yeah. to make that public and start spreading it around, and I just keep forgetting. And I I went through be careful all what of you the Star Wars. Every single kiss <laughs> in Star Wars, whether it's on the lips, on the cheek, on the hand, on the head, every little kiss. I, I cover it all leading up to my um, one paragraph massive dissection breakdown of um, Ray kissing ben. Uh, her um, pretty much like her like nephew or whatever. You know. uh, he, he's the opposite <laughs> side of a triad. Yeah. What, I know, they, yeah, what yeah, do they yeah. say in that movie? That's they're, they're dyads. They are force triads. They're, yes. they're force dyads. dyads. Who they're fucking dyads. cares? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I wish I did not. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's one of like the seven Horcruxes they have to find. They're a dyad, but Grogu makes it a triad, and we know that you know. He's their cousin. Two's two's a <laughs> two's a party. Three's a crowd. I hope that baby baby frick. Grogu and Babu Frick either become friends or perhaps oh, lovers. Oh my god, I think they would get along so well. Yeah, they just smoke blunts all day. Make weird sounds at each other. Eat eggs. Robbie, did I send you yeah. did I ever send you that text of like after the Luke taking Grogu episode that I was like, what if like the beast that Luke milks in Last Jedi is Grogu grown up? <laughs> And that's what he's done with Grogu. He grew, he grew a lot in uh, only, I don't even know, what, 30, I don't even know 20 years? That is terrible. What? He's like, thank you for this child. What's Flash forward you? 25 years later, he's just like milking. It's not cool. I'm taking one thing to Octu with me. I'm going to have nightmares. And, and this fucking guy. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll pop those down there. So that's some that's some fun little content. Some little video, yeah, some little article stuff. People can check that out. That's the was only that thing little I was gonna plug. Kissy Kissy article? Was that in the exclusive feed? That it's yeah, that's in the exclusive feed. Unleash it. Unleash it yes. to the world. It, that was like gift. the first article we put up. It was You should make a video <laughs> you should make a video ranking them. Top five kisses in Star Wars. Yeah, I think I do it uh Supercut. I do it um chronologically. Chronologically. Yeah. As a as a um, as the historian that I am. Supercut. Yes. It's a I'd, love to, I'd love to know which one's your favorite. I think the Shmi Anakin one is one of my favorites. Where oh, she gosh. kisses him before he, yeah, before he goes away. It's oh. sad. It's sad. It's very it's sad. Mama. Uh, I love the kiss. Uh, you, you catch. It's in a deleted scene of episode one where Anakin walks in on Watto and Shmi kissing. Ew. Uh, that's a very good one. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Stop uh, it. Sorry. Get out of here. That's all I need to plug. Thank you for all asking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Robbie, you said you were going to plug the video, which has been plugged, which is awesome. And then Diana, anything that you would like to plug? Uh, well, if you're going to check out the Kissy Kissy article, you can you can check out other exclusive stuff. Five bucks a month, guys. Nice. It's a bargain. Become nice. a member. Please, please. Please. Pretty please. Give us your Don't money. forget about the five dollars. It doesn't exist. It doesn't yeah. exist. It comes out of I. I'm a yeah. I'm a paying member because I like to out get of the all ether. of the stuff as it comes out yeah. and like see how it is. So five bucks comes out of my. I, I set it up so that it happens on the first of every month. So I always know like that's when the five bucks is going out. It's nice. Yeah. There you go. Very nice. All, all right. right. Well, thank you guys for joining me for this for rousing conversation on the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Finishing and closing all of the conversations that we've all kind of been having for the past couple weeks. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, listeners, for sticking out 
the Mandalorian conversation with us. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you'd like to have the conversation with us personally, feel free to contact us on any of our sites, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It'd be fun to see you on Twitter to have some more tweets sent our way. That'd be great. But uh, anywhere you'd like to contact us would be wonderful. And make sure to always check out StoryScreenBeacon.com for all of the new articles, podcasts, and videos that we release. But other than that, take care. We'll catch you next time. Cool, cool. Peace. Hey, Bye. Robbie, real quick. Does that fan behind you work? Yeah. It does? You don't need any fan service? You're good? Okay. <laughs> Bye, Bing. Bye. 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 Bye.